I am not a football fan, and that Yay. was a great game last night. It was so night. good. Wasn't it? Uh, it, yeah, was it was a good. great game. Good. And uh, I think you know Andy Reid, right? I do. Didn't friends, you go to church with him? Yeah, and uh, friends with he and my wife, or his wife and my wife are friends, and yeah, I'm friends. So I was I was rooting for the Chiefs. You know, again, not a football fan, but I'm an Andy Reid fan, and everybody is. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Guys most winningest coach uh, in the league in history without mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. Yeah, but you, you don't care if the guy's a jerk. And everybody in the league seems to absolutely love him. Because oh. he does things the right way, and he's yeah, a nice he's guy. he's a nice guy. He's yeah. a really, really nice guy. Yep. Who, doesn't, uh, who doesn't honor the Sabbath. He works every Sunday. Every Sunday, he just goes and... Well, that's why he's going directly to hell. That's right. right? He's going right to hell. Straight to hell. Do not pass go. Don't collect $200. It's not even work. You know, like if a doctor, you know, he's, what is he doing? He's just got a glory. He's a glorified football watcher. He sits on the sidelines and watches football instead of doing the Lord's work. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Great game. Congratulations, Andy Reid and the the, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. You knew that. I did know that, Mm -hmm. but I. Super Bowl, best Super Bowl I can remember. I'm not a sports fan, and even I was just blown away. Great game. Congratulations to the Chiefs. Uh, and, hey, stripper poles, who doesn't love them? You know oh, what I mean? Man. The crotch camera, mm-hmm. where has that been the whole time? <laughs> uh, Jeb Bush uh, came out and tweeted, best halftime of a Super Bowl ever. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I, oh I had a different opinion uh, on uh, on that one. Uh, also, now this blew me away. Bill Crystal has come out and said he's a Democrat. Now, the next thing, I know, I know it's a shock. The next thing that we're going to find out is that Jonathan Van Ness is gay. If that happens, my whole world is upside down. I don't know what. I don't know what to say. And we begin with Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. This is the Glenn Beck Program. In one minute. Uh, but let me just say, uh, first, Blinds.com is having a big sale. If you had people over at your house last night, I don't know if they noticed that maybe some of the blinds look like they've been dragged behind a truck, you know, uh, for about 10, year, 10 years. You know, there's nothing better. I actually had a pair of blinds once that uh, when I pulled the string, they just came down. And um, I'm like... Classy. Classy. I'm a classy guy. Anyway, Blinds.com can help you with really updating your houses, your house. If you're getting ready to sell, the biggest improvement you can make on the inside of the house is change the window treatments. February 10th is the last day. Now until February 10th, my birthday. You can save up to 40% off everything. I'm just saying, I, I mean, you could send me a, well... Uh, blinds.com 40% plus you'll get an extra $20 off with the promo code back. Every order gets free samples, free shipping. And you know, let's say you're not an interior designer. Good news. Team at blinds.com help you every step of the way. They'll also remake your window treatments for free. If you're not a hundred percent satisfied, nobody else does that. It's blinds.com. 
Now through February 10th, save up to 40% off everything. Plus, get an extra $20 off of the promo code BECK. Up to 40% off everything, plus an extra $20 off promo code BECK. Rules and restrictions do apply. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. This is Iowa, the true America. Well, I mean, if there is such a thing, but there isn't. Or maybe there is. I mean, there has to be. There can't be. There absolutely is. Friendly people in general in Iowa. Patient, courteous. One of our reporters, Kevin Ryan, was out, and at one point he said he was at one of the train track intersections in the state. The crossing gate lowered, the bell rung, and the train chugged by. Several cars waited at the designated line, and a few minutes later, the train just stopped. But people kept pulling into the line of cars. Nobody sped off. Nobody honked their horns. In Chicago or New York, you'd hear screeching and honking and curse words, peel-outs, maybe even gunshots. But this is a different state, a charming place. The way the land breathes under you, spread out like a blanket, and the corn stalks lean with each breeze and the marigold softness on the horizon without the skyscrapers imposing their faces. Everywhere you look, all you see is America. The honeyed scent of fertilizer and livestock. At night, the whole world gets dark and quiet. So quiet, you can almost, you feel like Adam and Eve, just looking up, alone in the garden, contemplating the electric sky full of planets and stars and other lives they couldn't understand. Iowa is 170, uh, sorry, 187 times bigger than New York City. Yet there are only 3 million people in Iowa compared to the 9 million people in New York City. There are actually more feral hogs than humans in Iowa. That's an actual fact. Yet people stay in Iowa for generations and you can kind of see why. You have to admire its stable geography. It's the only state with parallel rivers as borders. On the easternmost side along the Mississippi River, there's the world's steepest and shortest railway. On the other, along the Missouri River, a monument stands. It's to Sergeant Floyd. It's the only man to die during the Lewis and Clark Great Expedition. And every July, for a whole week, cyclists traverse the divide, bumping along those uneven roadways. By the way, I, I want to go back. It, you did understand there are 21 million feral hogs in Iowa. I just want to go back to that for a second. That's roughly the population of Mexico City or San Francisco, Oakland and Phoenix and Seattle and Detroit combined. They have more hogs than Mumbai has people. And if the Iowa hogs divided in two factions and occupied different sides of the states, Iowa would have two megacities, classification earned only in America by Los Angeles and New York. 21 million hogs. They arrived in the 1500s thanks to the ham-obsessed Spaniards led by DeSoto. And for centuries, Native American tribes alone occupied the land. The Sac and the Fox... The Iowa, Dakota Sioux, the Oto, and before that, woolly mammoths roamed the plains. 
In the 1700s, the French showed up with their fur trade and their treaties. The area belonged to France until 1763, following a defeat by Spain in the French and Indian War. The region flopped from one nation's hand to the next until the Louisiana Purchase happened. When Thomas Jefferson was, they talked about impeaching him because he had the Louisiana Purchase. He bought the land from Louisiana to Montana, and that would become the Midwestern and Southern states, including Iowa. We paid $18 a square mile. Shortly after the purchase, the territory's new residents got a little possessive, and soon enough sellers were shoving the Indians off the land that they'd occupied since the Ice Age. Some next-level gentrification, I guess. But we've always had a bloody streak. Man always does, not just America. Especially back then, it was violent and cruel. There was mayhem. It was... just out in the middle of nowhere on the wobbly plains, gunfights, stabbings, honest-to-God cowboy stuff with gunslingers. Who, who knows what else happened there? And then came the Civil War in the 1860s, the worst kind of war, the kind that guts a nation. Iowa had only been a state for 15 years with a population of about half a million people. Yet, with only 500,000 people, 75,000 Iowan men fought for the Union. Now, that's the highest percentage of soldiers from any other state on both sides. And they died like hell. Drowned in the mud, ransacked by cannonballs, bayonet to the gut or the neck or anywhere. It was the cruel early stage of modern warfare. But America's always been a rugged and an unceasing territory. We're roughnecks. We're a chancer. And most of the times it pays off. We fought the Civil War and we stayed together. But then came the railroads sprouting up all across the country. It was the late 1800s. Trains could haul produce from any part of the country to another part of the country, so the farming jobs flourished in Iowa, and the population grew. In 1901, Quaker Oats was founded in Cedar Rapids. Then in 1937, Iowa State University professor John Vincent Aniscoff and graduate student Clifford Berry created the first automatic electronic digital computer. Wait a minute. In Iowa? The same state that gave us oatmeal also shoved us towards the creation indirectly to Grand Theft Auto V and iPhones and all of the luxuries that are now our reality. Iowa had a thriving agriculture until World War I, then the Great Depression, then World War II. And everywhere, all around the world, people wanted to live in the larger cities. That's where things were getting done, and Iowa had very few. But they coped how they could, replacing the agricultural with the industrial. And during the war, Iowa built tanks, rifles, airplanes, armies, armor. You should know, by the way, 8,389 Iowans died by the end of the war on September 2nd, 1945. Imagine surviving the war and returning to the endless fields and 
the oceans of sky. As the haze of wartime and the economy cleared, Iowans enjoyed, like the rest of America, a sense of renewal. They had benefited from the change of industry. Agriculture had always been the moneymaker, but now Iowa was building refrigerators, farming equipment, stationery. To this day, Iowa still is the largest producer of eggs, pork, and corn. In 1958, Winnebago, the RV manufacturer, was founded in Winnebago County, Iowa. And since that day, your home can be wherever it is that you want it to be on this continent. A year after Winnebago was founded, a plane crash outside of Clear Lake, Iowa, killed the music. The day the music died. It was in Des Moines on January 20th, 1982, when a 17-year-old boy grabbed a dead bat, fangs, snout and all, and threw it at Black Sabbath. Even the performer Ozzy Osbourne, he grabbed the tiny little bat corpse and shoved it in his mouth and started gnashing. He thought it was a rubber bat until that bat kind of exploded in his mouth and he found out that it was really a rat. But he had started and he couldn't break the persona, so he just went on right after the show. He was rushed to Broadlawn's Medical Center for rabies. Ozzy Osbourne's bat decapitation stands as, as one of the most notorious moments in rock and roll history, and it was in Des Moines, Iowa. Then there's Brit, Iowa, home to the National Hobo Convention, as well as the Hobo Museum. Call the town quirky or gross for ho- hosting such a thing, <clears throat> or you can see the humanity in it. You can see the neighbors, the neighborliness. My grandparents were from Iowa. They say the name Iowa is a reference to when Indians discovered the land. It was the first words they uttered. When they looked at the beautiful sprawling land in the hills, they simply said, Iowa, Iowa, Iowa. It translates to beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Maybe not so much today as we go now to the polls. Iowa is a place that is sharply divided just within the Democratic Party. And it is besieged with reporters and politicians and a circus every four years. We get to that here in just a second. First, one minute to tell you about 1-800-Flowers.com. When it comes to getting her that rose bouquet for Valentine's Day, they are not all created equally. Yes, you could get her flowers from the local gas station on your way home. I swear to you, around the block from my house is a gas station that sells gas, and it's like a shell station. It's not a super st- I mean, it's, it's a regular old gas station. It says gas, meat, fish. I don't know if I can get her flowers there, but I know I can get her fish from the gas station. You might want to, you know, you might want to rethink that and go to 1-800-Flowers, one of the, some of the biggest and brightest roses and prices that you won't believe right now when you order early. You can get the 18-stem enchanted rose medley for 19, uh, tw- I'm sorry, $29.99, or you can double to the 36-stem bouquet for $20 more. It's an amazing offer. It expires Wednesday. 
The bouquet prices are starting to go up in anticipation for Valentine's Day, so get on it right now. 1-800-Flowers. Picked at their peak, shipped overnight to ensure freshness. 18-stem enchanted rose medley, $29.99, or double the roses, $20 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code BECK. Order today and save 1-800-Flowers.com, promo code BECK. We break for 10 seconds. I am still reeling, Pat. I don't know about you, but I'm still reeling from that Bill Crystal announcement that he's <laughs> he's a Democrat now. Oof. Wow. I, I mean, can't. that's been coming on for how long? Uh, 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 when was he born? Years. <laughs> yeah, <like> 60 years. <laughs> I mean, that is the least surprising story I have ever seen. Yeah. Um, anyway, Iowa today. Any thoughts on Iowa? We have uh, Steve Dace coming up in just a little while. We also have Tulsi Gabbard uh, joining us today in hour number two. I'm anxious to talk to Tulsi um, and uh, and hear her thoughts of what's happening in the Democratic Party. They um, they seem to be control freaks. No, <laughs> they seem not to want Bernie again. Uh, they didn't want him last time. And they don't want him this time. So, have you heard about the um, have you heard about the uh, the poll the 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 Des Moines Register poll that comes out with Buttigieg? No, no, no. yeah, the yeah. one that comes out every year, mm-hmm. day before the Sunday before, and uh, and has the final poll, and it was it was pulled back because they say there are errors, but there's all kinds of conspiracies floating. Yeah, they uh, there the, there was a conversation with one of the people that they polled, and I think they got his name wrong. They said his name wrong, or or the uh, person being polled said the name wrong. And, but but he voted for Buttigieg anyway, mm-hmm. and so but there were questions about that, and so they just threw out the poll, even though the guy. <laughs> Voted for Buttigieg in despite the poll. Yeah. In, yeah in the poll right it is, so here's what it, here's here's what it was somebody who was just answering the phone raised the issue with the way the survey was being administered which could have compromised the results of the poll it appears a candidate's name Buttigieg was admitted in at least one interview in which the respondent was asked to name their preferred candidate and he mm-hmm. said what about Buttigieg and the guy was like oh sorry Buttigieg. And so because of that, because of that, Mm -hmm. they're throwing the poll away. Now, is that what happened? Is that what happened? Because I suppose if you saw the poll, you could see that Buttigieg was either way, way underperforming from all other polls. Mm -hmm. uh, And then you could say, okay, well, there's a problem, but. They didn't say there was a problem. What they said was this one incident, and they made sure that they didn't publish the poll. Now, there are some that are saying that this poll wasn't uh, published because it was bad for Biden. Others are saying it's really good for Sanders, and that's why they didn't publish it. Because the Democrats don't want Sanders and if it's bad for Biden, they don't want to lead into that. 
This is and for the Des Moines Register to play along with them like that. This is the first time. Is unbelievable. This is the first time in the history of the Des Moines Register they have not published this poll. That's really bad. That is really bad. You don't throw the poll out just because of one response. Unless one response. Unless you come out and say we found out that this person did not ask uh, Buddha Judge in in others, or he was not confident. Then you come out and you say that. Yeah. What they're coming out and yeah. saying is, well, because of this one guy, we're not sure, and yada, yada. Well, how confident are you? Did you ask the guy? I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable to me because you're playing with fire when it comes to Bernie Sanders. Oh, yeah, they've made that clear. Oh. Have they not? Right. I mean, when you threaten to burn Milwaukee to the ground... Uh, yeah, that's he's got a volatile uh, base. Can of we people? Can we play the uh, Bill Maher audio from uh, the Bill Maher show this weekend? Listen to this. But I tell you why Bernie Sanders is attractive to me now because he's the only Democrat who, like Trump, has an army. Who, when it gets to this other level, he's got a bunch of badass motherfuckers who will get in the streets. Okay, so Trump doesn't wow. have that. Okay, Trump doesn't have that. We've not gotten into the streets. We have Nobody's not... claimed they're going to burn anything to the ground. Nope. Nope. There's been no violent rhetoric from N- Trump supporters. No. In fact, the violent rhetoric is all from the other side mm-hmm. against Trump. I mean, look at what the state of Virginia did just to people who like the Second Amendment. Yeah. Okay. They immediately called all of those people names and, and bad names. They were white supremacists. They were Nazis. You know, they Mm -hmm. mobilized against them. So, uh, I mean, you're dealing with fire. I have more on this with Bernie Sanders uh, coming up, but this is something that we talked about literally 20 years ago, 20, um, no, it was about uh, 15 years ago, 14 years ago, we talked about it. And I spelled it out. Democrats, here's what you're doing. Here's what's going to happen. Here's how it's going to end. And we're now there. And the Democrats are freaking out, freaking mm-hmm. out. They and should be. Yeah, they should be. Because today in Iowa, I think everybody's been trying to calculate who could beat Trump, who could beat Trump. They don't see anybody. So there's either going to be a low turnout or I think people are going to go in and go, you know what? doesn't matter. I'm just going to vote for who I want. I'm going to vote for the person I because I can't do the calculus. I don't know who could beat Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And that could change things dramatically tonight. Remember, this is not a poll like you normally do. This is a caucus. Very different. We'll explain later on in the program. You're Don't miss it. Glenn Beck. So there's not much worse than spotty Wi-Fi. I mean, sure. Cancer. But other than that. You put your finger on something. Yeah, I yeah, did. We should did. explore that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> You're sitting there in your office pretending to work while actually watching old episodes of Who's the Boss, and it keeps pausing. I mean, is there anything worse? Cancer. Yes, I got it. How about an unsecured Wi-Fi? That's when password-protected unsecure Wi-Fi lets cybercriminals watch your activity and steal all the financial information and passwords that you're sending online. You need powerful layers of protection for your devices 
and online privacy. What you need is Norton 360. With Norton 360, you get a secure VPN that has bank-grade encryption to help keep your information like logins and passwords more secure and private when you're on Wi-Fi. Also, a password manager, a safe cam feature. I mean, it's got everything. It is the ultimate toolbox to keep your online activity safe. It is Norton 360, a powerful ally for cyber safety. 50% off now, Norton.com slash Beck. Want to let your friends know what you think of Nancy Pelosi? Well, no, you can. Get the new Nancy Pelosi Sucks Pen at NancyPelosiSucksPen.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. It's Monday. Iowa caucus today. I'll be in Washington, D.C. for the State of the Union. Uh, and then also the uh, the vote on impeachment on Wednesday. Thursday, we have our special, a don't miss special. It is the last on our series of Ukraine. And this is the Da Vinci Code. When that, That's Wednesday or Thursday? That's Thursday. Thursday, yeah. Thursday. Okay. Um, and I think it's 8 p.m. Is it not? 8.30, so? I believe. No, 8.30 Central? No, no, no. It's changed. No? Oh, it changed. 8 Eastern. Okay. Yep. It's 8 Eastern. Um, it airs. And don't miss this one. This, is, this has nothing to do with Trump. Um, has very little to do, really, with Ukraine. Nothing really to do with Hunter Biden. This is hmm. the this is the Rosetta Stone to understand exactly what's going on. It's an hour long. It's it will leave you breathless and it will leave people who uh, voted for Barack Obama. I think hating Barack Obama. I think when you see what really is happening, what happened uh, with Barack Obama, he betrayed everything you think he stands for. And that's what's really going on tonight Mm. um, at, I'm sorry, Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay, last night was the uh, Super Bowl. I'm not a Super Bowl fan. Usually they're boring as snot because it's usually a runaway. This was thrilling to the end. Stu said it right last week when he said, um, you know, this is going to be a good Super Bowl because they're evenly matched. Big time. Yeah. And it yeah. was it was just thrilling the whole time. It was really good. Yeah, going into the fourth quarter when it's twenty to ten, and then Kansas City r- r- rattles off twenty one straight points to win it like that. It and, was crazy, and they did that the whole postseason. Yeah. It was just amazing. Yeah, it was really it was really really great. And there's no team that I would rather see lose than those people who are stationed in. Uh, San Francisco <laughs> and uh, and I want you to stationed is the right word mm-hmm. uh, and I want you to know I was very mm-hmm. proud of the San Francisco players um, none of them took a crap on the field no that was good uh, it was that went good. against their nature we know yeah, that. it did yeah it did it did <laughs> um, but somebody did take a big crap on the field and uh, it was the halftime show sponsored Oof. by Pepsi Oof. now I think just by reading the reviews and if I may mm. quote Jeb Bush, the 2020 Super, the Super Bowl halftime show is the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. 
Oh, please. Come on. Excuse me? Come on. Really? If Mount Everest was made entirely of jello and it collapsed in some gigantic avalanche. <laughs> there jello would be, avalanche? Yes, yes. A big jello avalanche. Yes. Mount Everest size. Right. There'd be, there'd be less jiggling parts than were contained <laughs> in that Super Bowl halftime. <laughs> And there, uh, wow. and there is less jello in that mountain than yes. in Jeb Bush's spine. Is, that is true. Yeah, too. that's he is, also true. I mean, what, come on, man. That was just it was bad pandering. He's pandering because of the Puerto Rican thing. I think that's so too. all he's doing is pandering. Yeah, um, it, it, that was something you couldn't let your kids watch if oh you had my. small kids. Gosh, well, or no, no, come on. Come on, the crotch the, cam and the pole dancing. Yeah. I mean, those are very appropriate. Yeah. Family I like. Activities. I mean, you can't watch it with your kids. JLo brought her her twelve year old daughter out to watch That's her true. pole dance. That's true. I mean, what's better than seeing mommy <sighs> pole dance? And some of the crotch shots, like you said, and uh, the hand placement during those shots. Yeah, well, we're come the, on. Michael Jackson, but now the the hand placement, but the <laughs> crotch camera. I've never seen a crotch camera before. No, I never. No, no, I know it, it was so uncomfortable, inappropriate, inappropriate that my uh, my son had four friends over. Now, these are teenage boys. So I'm sure the teenage boys would have loved that if it wasn't also a room full of parents. Mm-hmm. And the teenage boys were so uncomfortable. I bet they were like, Dad, can we change this? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I'm trying to find the remote. Dad, can we please change this? Mr. Beck, could we change this, please? Yes, I'm trying. <laughs> I had 15-year-old boys. That's how inappropriate wow. it was. The wow. 15-year-old boys, watching it on their own, they would have loved it. <laughs> watching it with me in the room and my wife and other parents, they... Yeah, not so much. Not so much. They were like, oh, yeah. good heavens. And mainly because the mm. all of the adults were like, what the... Mm-hmm. I asked Tanya halfway through if I could get a lap dance from her. Uh, I said, I've, you know, I've got a dollar bill. and uh, Well, you've got a pull room, don't you? Oh, of course she, we do. Of where course she dances from time to time. And I said, look, honey, yeah. you don't have to. I mean, J-Lo's there. I feel like I'm in a strip club. How about a lap dance? I'll give you a buck. And she said, how dare you offer me a dollar for that? Yeah. It, it, if you hand me a bill, it better have a one on it. And zeros after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she was really offended because I offered her a dollar. Not really for the lap dance, Con. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, it was uh, <clears throat> really uncomfortable. Anyway, um, it just shows how much we've changed. Yeah. I mean, remember the yeah. wardrobe malfunction? Tame in comparison to what we saw last Absolutely night. Absolutely tame. Yeah. Absolutely tame. And that was what, 2005, six? Yeah. And it was a big deal, and the Mm -hmm. NFL had to apologize. There's not going to be an apology. Oh, not at all. I think they're proud of it. Oh, yeah, they love it. They love it. And you know what this is? I think this is the internet. I think Mm. this is the influence Mm -hmm. of the internet. We are all watching stuff now uh, online, or our kids are exposed to things online, and, you know, it's just everywhere, and it's just lowered the standards. It's just all been normalized, right. and it doesn't shock us anymore. No. You know, I was thinking about this last night. We've gone from a place where when Elvis first came on TV, you couldn't show him from the waist down. They right. would, it would only show his upper torso. Right. That's how 
that's how prudish we I mean, were. Honestly, and look at what happens now. Uh, I wow. really thought the next step, and I, I, I'm not joking. The next step is let's just give him a gynecological exam. <laughs> okay, that's just hey, we've got you know we've got J Lo out, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, she's going to sing a song while we perform a gynecological exam. <laughs> because I mean, it was there's nothing else left. There's yeah. nothing else left. And it's yeah. just, and did you notice this? The women are all wearing nothing. And then every time the guys were out, they looked like dump. They looked like, hey, I just pulled my sweatpants on. And I got my hat on. and I'm sorry, I just rolled out of bed. What's <laughs> going on? I mean, the guys all looked like absolute dump. Yeah. Women were gypped. Yeah. Women were gypped. In addition... I don't know who any of the guys were. If they were, are they famous people? Are I they don't know. People there were, who go with the songs. Okay, so as a rule, so my son invited <laughs> two friends that had just moved to Texas from California, and mm-hmm. yes, I let him in the house, but they're from San Diego, which I count as only mm-hmm. partly Californian. Okay, so they're in, and you know, they're like, yeah, we grew up in San Diego, man. So like, we're Californians. So I'm asking them. Uh, all the way through the Super Bowl. Did you guys understand that ad? They're like, no, I don't even know what that ad was about. What was that? And did you notice like some of the, I think, I think they were not hip enough to even understand some of the ads. I don't even know what some of these ads, I knew what they were advertising, but I had no idea. I have a following them and everybody at the end of the ad was like, what the hell was that? Mm -hmm. Am, Am I the only one that? No, there were some. There were some weird, weird ads. Like weird ads. That made no sense. Yeah. Yeah. The Tide ad, I loved. The one yeah, that kept I, going through. Yeah. There were a, there were a few. Like, I, I thought the Reese's ad was kind of funny. The Take 5 thing, where they had all the cliches of, yeah, were you raised by a wolf? And the guy walks up at the end with the, his head up his butt. <laughs> hang on, hang on just a sec. Play this video. We have it. Mm. What's that? Reese's Take 5 Bar. Chocolate, peanuts, caramel, peanut butter, pretzels. Never heard of it. Where have you been? Under a rock? Do to me. (laughs) What, were you born yesterday? Really, Trish? Me neither. (laughs) Were you raised by wolves? Really insensitive, Trish. Are you clueless? Hmm? Head in the sand? That's offensive, Trish. Yeah, Trish. You from another planet? (laughs) I never heard of Take 5, neither. Again! None of us have heard of Take 5. Don't look stupid now. Reese's Take 5. The best bar you've never heard of. All right, so there's a few of them, but I just don't think the Super Bowl ad thing is a thing anymore. It's really not. It used to be, but it's all too politically correct. Everybody's afraid to offend anyone. Right. You know, which is why I loved the Donald Trump ad. Do we have the Donald Trump ad? Listen, listen to the Donald Trump ad and tell me they didn't intentionally just go for it. I'll, I'll play it here right. in a second. Did you see it? Um, I, I saw a couple ads. I'm oh, not sure which my one gosh. You're the Trump to. ad, the first one that played, and I think it's the only one. He wanted to run two. Only one ran. Um, and the Democrats went crazy. Are, is I, it the crime one? The anti-crime? Yeah. The crime reform, yes. Excellent. And, uh, that was we'll, great. we'll go over that in case you missed it uh, coming up in uh, just a second. Also, Tulsi Gabbard joins us in about uh, 17 minutes. So stand by for that. All right. 
Blinds.com. Blinds.com. They have a huge sale going on right now uh, through February 10th. I mean, Pat does this all the time. He likes to walk around the house confidently in his underpants. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, when he didn't have mm-hmm. the blinds and the, and the shades, you know, he couldn't yeah. do it. Right. He couldn't do it because, oh, my gosh, the press would be out there, the women that were the throwing women. them. That was the worst part of it, the women. Yeah. It You're just... like, can't. You leave me alone. I'm just another man in my underpants. And it was ugly, Pat. Yeah, it really in was. In many ways. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he went to blinds.com, and now the women don't bother him anymore. Because right, they got the blinds closed. That might be a reason. Yeah. Now through February 10th, you can save 40% off everything at blinds.com. Plus, get an extra $20 off with promo code BECK. Every order gets free samples, free shipping. And let's say you're not an interior designer. The good news is the team at blinds.com will help you every step of the way. Their 100% satisfaction guaranteed means if you're not totally satisfied, they're going to remake the window treatments for free. Now through February 10th, blinds.com. Save up to 40% on everything. Plus, get an extra $20 off of the promo code back. That's up to 40% off everything plus an extra $20 off promo code back. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, so uh, last night I thought this was so effective for President Trump. Right audience, right time, uh, right at the beginning of the game. Uh, Only could have been better if it was at the end of the game, but everybody was watching the kickoff. It goes to this ad. It's a dark screen. Go ahead and play it. America demanded change. Donald Trump wins the presidency. No, this is not it. Stop, stop, stop. Go to the first ad, please. Go to the, the one with Alice Johnson, please. Here it is. Alice Johnson was sentenced to serve a life prison for a nonviolent drug offense. Thanks to President Trump, she's got a second chance. I'm free to start over. This is the greatest day of Politicians talk about criminal justice, but President Trump gets it done. Thousands of families are being reunited. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve I mean, this message. The end. That's the great. End. That's great. The end. If that doesn't print <laughs> with people, all the people who have been mm-hmm. talking about this, and here he goes in, and he gets it done, and he gets it done with people like Mike Lee. I mean, right? You know, it it says something. There is a chance to change uh, people's minds, and uh, the Democrats. They're going to go in and vote uh, today in Iowa. If if they're thinking Pete Buttigieg is going to help that, it will only push the African-American community further mm-hmm. into the conservative camp where they belong, quite honestly, where they belong. And what I loved about that, you're not attacking anybody. You're not saying anything nope. negative about anybody. No. Nope. Uh, and it's a surprising ad to a lot of people. Yeah, I didn't see the other. I didn't see the other ad. What was the other ad? Can we play this one? America demanded change. Donald Trump wins the presidency. And change is what we got. 
Under President Trump, America is stronger, safer, and more prosperous than ever before. Best wage growth I think we've seen in almost a decade. Unemployment rate sinking to a 49-year low. Unemployment for African Americans it fell to a new low. Unemployment for Hispanics hit an all-time record low. And ladies and gentlemen, the best is yet to come. I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. I mean, great ads. Great, great ads. Really great ads. True Mm -hmm. uh, and positive, uh, positive, targeting minorities without pandering. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it was a great ad. And I'm so sick of the pandering. Oh, my gosh. The women stuff. Oh, oh, my God. Oil of Olay. Isn't that what it's called? Just Olay now. Uh, So Olay. Did you see the one where it's all women astronauts? (laughs) <laughs> yes. And yet they're sucked yeah. into space at the last. My son went, oh, no, that's a good ending. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, what? How is that a positive women's message when don't push the Olay button because it sucks them out into space and they all die, float away? I mean, what? How is that positive? How is that positive? And the one with the female kicker and the other. The holder. The holder and the kicker both take off their helmets. And and it's women. It's women playing football. Oh, good for women can do anything. Shut up. Better than men. Better than men can do it. That's the thing. We don't need men. We don't even need them. Why do we have men? (laughs) They're obsolete. I'm sick of men. If that is not the message, I think it is it, that that you were getting. And thank goodness, PETA d- didn't run their ad. Uh, I'll explain oh. it to you coming up. It's <laughs> agonizing. It's agonizing. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that. Tulsi Gabbard is coming up next. I think she's in New Hampshire, uh, on the road now, stumping. Uh, there's a problem with the Democratic Party in New Hampshire. Um, she somehow or another didn't get on with eight points, but uh, Deval Patrick did with only three points. How th- how that how that happen? Tulsi Gabbard next. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Well, we are a week away from Valentine's Day. Jeez, where has the time gone? If you still haven't taken advantage of the unbeatable rose bouquet deals from 1-800-Flowers.com, I have to ask you, what are you waiting for? Because the price is going to go up. Take care of all of your rose needs today with the official florist of Valentine's Day, 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, when you order early, you'll get 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for 10 bucks more. That's 18 roses for $29.99 or 24 red roses for $10 more. Roses from 1-800-Flowers are picked at their peak and they're shipped overnight to ensure freshness. Bouquet prices are going to be going up soon, so take advantage right now. Pick your delivery date and let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. When it comes to impressing her on Valentine's, trust the Rose Authority. 1-800-Flowers.com. To order, 18 red roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, and enter the promo code BECK. Order today and save 1-800-Flowers.com, code BECK. We have Tulsi Gabbard on uh, with us. Uh, she's Skyping into the show from, I think, New Hampshire, where she's spending all of her time. She's missing... State of the Union uh, to be up there. She's not in Iowa, um, and she's polling at about eight percent. But for some reason, the Democrats 
aren't putting her on stage on CNN for the New Hampshire debates. She's not in the debate Friday? No. No. Deval Patrick was invited. Oh, my and gosh. And he is, he is polling at 2%. She's at 8 He's at 2 Wow. What is it the Democrats are doing? Oh, fairness? They're doing oh, fairness. Oh, yeah. That, is this, all is this what fairness. fairness is all about? Yeah. I don't agree with Tulsi Gabbard on probably most things. She's from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. So a moderate in Hawaii is like, I don't know, uh, you know, Stalin in Texas. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a very different world we come from. But I respect her. And, uh, and I respect her for having the courage to, to come on. Um, and uh, talk about what's going on in the Democratic Party. She's somebody who endorsed Sanders, you know, before. Uh, where is she? Where is she now? Is she a Democratic Socialist? What? What is? Who is Tulsi Gabbard? We have that coming up. Well, the Iowa caucus is happening today. Uh, polls show that Bernie Sanders is uh, is probably going to win tonight, but it's not it's not like a regular voting day. It's it's not like your normal primary. A caucus, everybody gets into the gym and they they broker deals. They try to get you over to the other side. Try to convince you. Hey, you know, our guy is number two. If you, your guy's not going to win. If you come over with us, we can make him number one. So that, it could change everything tonight. Uh, And uh, Biden doesn't seem to be doing really well. One person who's not even there is Tulsi Gabbard. She's polling at 8% in New Hampshire. So she's spending her time in New Hampshire. Uh, But some reason or another, CNN and the uh, DNC has decided she's not welcome at the debate. She's a Democratic nominee that is polling within the parameters, but they invited somebody, Deval Patrick, who is only polling at 2%. Why? That, her lawsuit against Hillary Clinton, where she stands on, on Democratic socialism and so much more, with Tulsi Gabbard. This Next. is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, preparation is uh, vital to success, as pretty much everything is in, in life. And nowhere could it be truer than shaving. Shave Secret Shaving Oil, simply put, is the preparation for success in shaving every single time. Shave Secret sets up, absorbs, and softens the hair so the, the razor glides smoothly, almost effortlessly, all across the skin. What's your number one shaving irritation? Ingrown hairs, shave bumps, red legs, red neck, things like bikini bumps, nicks and cuts. Shave Secret will help eliminate all types of shaving irritations for men and women. Alan said, I started using Shave Secret several years ago. I never looked back. There's so much better than the cream or soap or anything like that. No scrapes, no cuts, no burns, and it smells really good. It's, it's, a, it's a unique blend, in fact, a proprietary blend of essential oils. And you put like three to five drops in a wet hand. You put it in your beard and you don't have any problems anymore. It really does glide over. This is the way they used to shave kings. And then somebody came out with, hey, we could market a gel and a foam. 
and they started making money. And so this is this will save you a ton of money. It's it's much, much better for you. You can find it now regionally at H-E-B and also Wegmans Grocery Stores. Shave Secret, available at Walmart. Also available online at Amazon or ShaveSecret.com. If you go to ShaveSecret.com and use the promo code Beck on their website, you're going to get a 10% discount. That's ShaveSecret.com, promo code Beck. All right, so no Tulsi yet, which is going to jam us up. She's uh, running apparently a little late. Um, so let me make the, uh, you know what? Give me the next commercial so then I can go all the way to the bottom of the hour with her and I don't have to break uh, in there. Sorry about this, but let me just give you this uh, commercial so we can run all the way uh, unblocked for 20 minutes with her. Um LifeLock researchers recently found that a type of malware that first emerged way back in 2018 has been updated to make it more efficient, stealthy, and much more lucrative. The uh, predator of uh, the predator, the thief malware, is capable of stealing usernames, password, da- uh, br- browser data, and the contents of cryptocurrency wallets. By the way, if you see what cryptocurrency is doing right now because of the coronavirus, we have to get into that a little later. Um, You can even take photos using the victim's webcam. And if that didn't make you happy enough, it's commonly sold on the uh, underground hacking forums. So everything is up for grabs. That's why there's LifeLock. They detect a wide range of identity threats, like your social security number on sale for the dark web. And if there's a problem, they have agents that work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all of it. They can't monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own, and they definitely see the stuff that your banks miss if you're just you know, monitoring your credit. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year by using the promo code BACK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK. That's 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or head over to LifeLock and use the promo code BACK for 25% off. We're going to go for station ID here in just a minute. Don't uh, just relax. I'll give you that at the uh, 20 stations. Um... All right. Uh, Can we get an update on when she's coming in? Because she's sitting down now. Um, Bernie Sanders has just said that he has um, uh, the, the main, the real enemy is the Democratic establishment. He was addressing a 3,000 strong crowd in Cedar Rapids on Saturday night. Which everybody's calling massive. They don't say that about Trump's 20,000 or 30,000 when he goes to these rallies. They just say those are zombies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, he was he had 3000, which is the biggest one in the Democrats. That doesn't even compare to Barack Obama. Um, But uh, he was talking to the the uh, the party loyalist or I should say the socialist loyalist. And he said the Democratic Party's upper echelons are trying to thwart his Democratic Socialist agenda. Uh, He said, this is the political reality of the moment. We are taking on the entire political establishment, both the Republicans and the Democrats. Uh, I don't think I don't think the Democrats know what they're dealing with with some of these people. Um, because some of them really are revolutionaries. We have Tulsi Gabbard, who is joining us uh, now. Hello, Tulsi. How are you? Hi. Good morning, Glenn. Good. Uh, how are you? Uh, very good. Thanks for thanks for coming on. I'm sure there's a little trepidation in this, a little perhaps 
uh, concern, and uh, you shouldn't. Um, I, I respect you. Everybody on the show here respects you. We disagree with you, but uh, we really feel you love your country. You have served the nation. Um, I do. And you're, you're, a, you're a solid citizen. So <laughs> thanks for coming on. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> I want to I ask you, first of all, about the debate um, uh, that is happening this Friday. You are polling at 8%. And yet you haven't been invited uh, to be on this debate debate stage. And Deval Patrick is polling at 2% and he was invited. What's happening? You know, we've uh, put in calls and, and sent messages to CNN to ask them exactly that question and have not gotten any kind of response. And to me, the, the biggest problem with all of this is CNN is, is making a choice to dishonor voters, both here in New Hampshire, who will be voting here in eight days, as well as voters across the country by barring them from being able to uh, be informed about the different leading candidates who are running running for president, hearing the voice and the message and the issues that I'm raising in this presidential campaign. So their decision to exclude me from this is a disservice to New Hampshire voters, and it's something they're not very happy about. So um, I, I want to kind of get your opinion on where this is coming from. Bernie Sanders on Saturday said the target is not just the Republican establishment, um, but it is the Democratic establishment. He said that's a real enemy they need to bump off because the the party is trying to kill this revolution of his. Would you agree with that as well with with you? Well, I'll tell you what, what I'm experiencing here. You know, I'm in New Hampshire. We are campaigning hard as we're heading towards Election Day here. And voters recognize that the political establishment in Washington um, is not serving the people of this country. We have a, a Washington that is of, by, and for the powerful elite rather than of, by, and for the people. So in the town halls that we're holding every day across New Hampshire and some of the bigger towns and the very small towns, uh, districts that may be uh, red or blue or a mix or whatever it is, what, what we're seeing is we have Democrats, Republicans, independents, and libertarians all coming together, having a respectful conversation, because as you opened, as you opened uh, our conversation today, we respect each other. We recognize that we are fellow Americans and we care very much for our country's future. And we see how the powerful elite in Washington are not working for the best interest of the people. And that the only way to change that is when we, the people, stand up, work side by side, and actually focus on putting country first, putting the people of this country first, and actually get real solutions to the problems that we are facing. And that, that's exactly what we're doing. So, Tulsi, there is, I mean, listening to you speak, it sounds to me very familiar. It sounds like what Tea Party members were saying um, back under Obama. The establishment isn't listening. They're, they're not responding to what the voters are asking for. Because I wanted hope and change, too. I wanted transparency. I wanted a change to what, what was happening. Um, and nobody was listening at all on either side, and those people were belittled, which made them more angry. Um, isn't this the same kind of feeling, just with different end goals, 
Uh, one was a return to the Constitution, and in many cases with Sanders, it's, uh, you know, an end to the Constitution or capitalism. Um, isn't it the same feeling, though? The sense of dissatisfaction, disenfranchisement, of, of being left behind, that our voices are not being heard, I think is something that has continuously been growing over quite some time, which points to the reality that the problems in Washington are not being correctly identified. We go through these elections and it's like, you know, Democrats good, Republicans bad, Republicans good, Democrats bad, and it's this hyper-partisanship about one party versus the other and each trying to either maintain or regain their power that leaves the American people and our voices behind. And this is why I think something that you're identifying maybe happened a while back. It's only continued uh, Mm -hmm. to have grown and it is coming from across party lines in our town halls. As we're talking about these issues every day, you know, everyone's nodding their heads and recognizing, yes, we need to fix this. We need to change this. We've got to stop seeing everything through a partisan lens yes. and actually just focus on the reality that so many American families are struggling and hurting and, and are, are uh, angry that their government is not working for them. So how would you identify yourself as, I mean, you've, you endorsed Bernie Sanders, which made Hillary Clinton love you forever. <laughs> Um, uh, all right, would you consider... <laughs> I have not gotten the love letter yet. <laughs> really? I, oh, I thought, no, I thought no, she loved has, you for has, that. I okay. move around a lot, so right. I, I don't know. Maybe I got lost. Well, she might, there. when she accepts the lawsuit and signs for the lawsuit you filed against her, maybe she'll give you the love letter in exchange for that. Um, but are you, would you, how would you classify yourself? And is Democratic Socialist, is that a danger, do you think? Or is that a good thing? Is that where uh, well, the Democratic Party should go? First and foremost, as as an American, right? I know that. Uh, I love I love our country, and uh, I approach issues as I have throughout my time in Congress, as I do now, seeking to serve our country as President, Commander in Chief. Really, just focused on the substance of these issues, not not uh, blindly placing myself or my thought process into one box because I'm a Democrat but actually actively seeking ideas, perspectives, and solutions coming from across party lines because uh, this, this is reality. I'm, I'm a very practical and pragmatic person. I'm an independent-minded person, and I call things like I see it. I, I am just as willing uh, and able to call out my own party when they're wrong as well as when they're right as I am the Republican Party when they're wrong or when they're right. And it's this kind of uh, clarity in um, and putting country first that I think voters across this country uh, are demanding as we're seeing some of these changes continuing to occur uh, in, in this election. Um, let me just touch on the Hillary lawsuit. What are you hoping to achieve with that? I've had several people say you will have to prove damages. It's going to be almost impossible to prove the damages. So what are you what are you hoping to gain? Um, I will leave the the, the legal machinery to to the attorneys, but I'll tell you for myself, um, some of the media are portraying this as, well, this is just another news story or this is just a media stunt, but they don't understand that this is about my life. You know, I've dedicated my entire adult life to serving our country. 
uh, after the attacks on 9-11, like so many Americans, I made that decision to, uh, to, to serve and, and to, to, to protect the safety, security, and freedom of the American people and being willing to put my life on the line to do so. I'm still serving in the Army National Guard now. I've deployed twice to the Middle East, and of course I'm still serving in Congress now, seven going on eight years. And so for Hillary Clinton and her powerful allies in Washington to uh, essentially try to uh, portray me as, as a traitor to the country that I love, it takes away the very essence of who I am, yeah. the oath of loyalty that I have taken to the country that I love. I mean, somebody and, like somebody. So this is a serious thing. Yeah. Somebody like Hillary Clinton saying that you're a Russian asset uh, has got to make an impact on you, your career, but also personally, uh, just very much so. I, I Very much so. And, and personally for myself, but I, I'm actually thinking of the amazing patriots who I've served with, people who have also dedicated their lives, literally their lives, willing to sacrifice everything in service to our country. This is what defines us. And so for her and her powerful allies to so completely devalue that honor, that loyalty, that sacrifice and service to our country it cannot go unchecked. And is, this is why I'm filing this lawsuit. Is this just an old beef because of the Bernie Sanders endorsement, or is there something deeper there, do you think? Uh, this is something that, that only she can answer. Uh, I think, from my perspective, I see two things that seem to be very clear. Number one is that, that she hasn't let go of the fact that I resigned as vice chair of the DNC to endorse Bernie Sanders very specifically for one reason— uh, the the vast difference in Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton's foreign policy and, and worldview, yeah. what kind of commander-in-chief they would be. Bernie, largely non-interventionist. Hillary Clinton, extremely interventionist and, and a neolib war hawk. And consistently, the second thing is that, that throughout my time in Congress, I have been speaking out strongly against the very foreign policy legacy that she represents of being yes. the world's police, waging regime change wars in other countries that have not made us any safer and that have cost us tremendously the lives of my brothers and sisters in uniform, as well as every American in taxpayer dollars, dollars that are coming out of you know, our schools, our classrooms, coming out of our infrastructure needs in our communities, going as they are now in Afghanistan, $4 billion every month. $4 billion every month. That's $5.5 million per hour. And I hear from people every day who question, my gosh, those resources could be going towards opioid recovery mm -hmm. and helping those who are struggling with substance abuse and addiction here in New Hampshire and across the country. 130 Americans dying every day from this opioid epidemic. So this cost is, is very real. And, and I, I see how Hillary Clinton and her, and her powerful allies uh, are sending a message through what they are doing to me to say, if you dare cross us, we will come after you. Um, I will tell you that I think your foreign policy is actually has more in common now with this new Republican. Uh, I shouldn't say Republican, new uh, conservative uh, viewpoint on let's bring people home. This is enough is a, is is enough. Uh, and we we keep making yeah. the same mistake over and over. Let me break for 10 seconds station ID and back with Tulsi Gabbard. 
With uh, Tulsi Gabbard, who is up in New Hampshire, she's running for president uh, of the United States in the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party doesn't seem to want to have anything to do with her. She's running at 8% uh, in uh, New Hampshire. She qualifies for the CNN debate. She can't get an answer on why she wasn't asked to intend, but instead Deval Patrick was, and he's running at uh, 2%. Um, Tulsi, um, we're up against uh, impeachment now. We haven't heard from witnesses. I think legally it was the right call. If I'm the president's attorney, you won the case, end it. Politically, I think we should have heard from witnesses, and I would have liked to. Um, Let's say they vote on Wednesday to acquit, which I think they will. Should there be, should the House go into John Bolton? Should we hear from the Bidens? Should we investigate any of this stuff, or is it time just to walk away from this? I've I've spoken a lot about this and just pointed out from shortly how how shortly after uh, Donald Trump was elected there were immediately members of my party who were who were pushing for impeachment largely because of political differences not willing to accept the outcome of the election policy differences uh and and their criticisms of Donald Trump uh and, and I've spoken about how dangerous it is to uh, have this process be driven in a very hyperpartisan way, frankly, on both sides, and how not doing so in an objective way really only further divides an already divided country. Uh, it's why I made a very conscious decision uh, to vote present when that those, those votes came before the House of Representatives to take a stand for the center against this hyperpartisanship in Washington while also introducing a censure resolution that actually included many more of the uh, uh, unconstitutional actions that President Trump has taken, and frankly, something that I think would have been more likely to gain bipartisan support. What I'm hearing from people... uh, I'm I'm sorry, uh, we're up against the network break. Unless you care to stay longer, we'd love to have you longer. Um, How can people get involved uh, in your campaign? Thank you. Tulsi2020.com. I look forward. I'm the best Democrat, best candidate to be able to defeat Trump in November of 2020. Uh, Appreciate you all, people from all party lines, uh, coming and joining us in our people-powered movement. Thank you so much. Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Please invite her to stay. I think she has to run, but she's more than welcome to stay. Here's a Valentine's Day tip for you. Not all rose bouquets are created equal. They're not endowed with certain unalienable qualities such as freshness, beauty, and heavenly smell. Some of them, in fact, are poorly presented. and They'll get you a little more than a withering look when you give them to her on Valentine's Day. This way, you need to head over to the Rose Authority. It's 1-800-Flowers.com. They have the biggest, brightest roses, prices that are better than everybody else. When you order early, you can get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99, or you can double it to 36 for just 20 bucks more. All you need is to just contact 1-800-Flowers.com. They're picked at their peak, shipped overnight. So order the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99, or double the roses for $20 more. You'll find the right bouquet for her. She doesn't like roses? 1-800-Flowers.com has it. Click the radio icon, enter the promo code back, and find the right bouquet for your Valentine. Order today, 1-800-Flowers.com, promo code back. 
You can get Glenn, Mark Levin, Stephen Crowder, and me, Pat Gray, Pat Gray Unleashed, all in one location. Use the promo code Glenn for $10 off at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Hello, America. It's uh, Monday, day of the Iowa caucus. Tomorrow is the State of the Union. I will be in Washington, D.C. in uh, the uh, in the Senate chamber for that um, for that uh, speech. Or is it the House? You're going to miss it then because it's it's in the House house. chamber. I'm going to be in the House chamber uh, (laughs) watching that. You see so much that television just doesn't show you. I don't watch Mm -hmm. the president. I'm I'm watching all the people and the. The floor show. It's pretty amazing. Um, it's going to be a historic speech because the next day he goes in for the vote to either acquit or to uh, convict for his impeachment. So it's kind of a busy week, politically speaking. Then on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, a free special. We're making it available for everyone. Look for the Blaze YouTube channel and make sure you're watching the live special. 8 p.m. on Thursday, it's the final piece, the Ukraine, the final piece, the billion-dollar question. And we have the answer for you. Um, and it has nothing to do with really the impeachment of Trump, although it makes sense fully now. The impeachment of Trump has very little to do with the Bidens uh, or any of the stuff that we have talked about. The final piece is much bigger than that. Uh, And quite honestly, I think it's going to shock Democrats. It will make total sense. No denying it. And I think the anybody who voted for Barack Obama is going to be disgusted by what this story is really all about. That is Thursday, Ukraine, the final piece, 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. Let me go back now to Iowa, which happens today. One of the people that really had their finger on the pulse uh, during the 2016 election was Selena Zito because she is a reporter that doesn't listen necessarily to all the other reporters. She's listening to the people and she she travels by car and she stops in diners and she's actually listening. I wanted to get her view on what's happening in Iowa uh, today. Selena, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. And I have to tell you, you're absolutely right. When you watch the State of the Union address, no matter who the president is, and watching it in, in, in the House chamber, and, and if you're watching it from the ga- gallery, it's just a fascinating moment of human behavior. It really is. And, you, uh, you see, yeah. you, you see what that president is dealing with. And you yeah. see the little clicks and the, it's amazing. The people should, you should have another camera just on the House and the Senate uh, because you learn an awful lot. Anyway. Absolutely. Ab- absolutely correct. Okay. So, Selena, tell me what you think is going on uh, today um, in, in Iowa. What, what are you sensing is we're going to be talking about tomorrow at this point? I think tomorrow at this point we're going to be talking about Bernie Sanders, uh, and and I think he has a high probability of winning this uh, the caucus, and here's why. 
you know, in 2004, when we were heading into the caucus, everyone was like, Howard Dean, Howard Dean, Howard Dean. Uh, but what they missed, and I remember writing this um, or saying this, I can't remember, it feels like 5,000 years ago, right? I <laughs> but I remember noticing that they didn't have the ground support that is necessary to get the voters out to caucus. Because if anybody knows anything about how you caucus, it's an investment of your personal time. time. And I don't mean like 15 minutes, you know, waiting in line and, and, and going to the ballot box. I'm talking about three to four hours at night. It's usually cold. It's almost always snowing. And you have to really put it out there in terms of who you are supporting. Everyone in your precinct knows who you supported. And if that person does not miss hit that threshold, then there's some bartering that goes on. Right. And and it's really sort of fascinating. But Bernie has done, and I think this has been underreported, his his campaign team has done an incredible job of getting really good people, people trusted in their community to get voters out. And that's how you win a caucus. Right. And um, that when you are when you're searching for a candidate, which it seems many of the Iowans are, they're not satisfied with any of them. They've been looking for somebody that that they think could win. They don't they don't have a consensus on this. They keep going back and forth. It's like going to buy a pair of shoes with a woman in a store. They're trying on every <laughs> single pair, and, and they're going to walk away with none of them in the end. Um, that's the way this kind of feels. Uh, and the only one that has true, true, deep support, I think, are Yang and Sanders. Yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, Yang is this really sort of once-in-a-lifetime interesting uh, candidate for the Democratic Party. He's young. He's uh, He's funny. He's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his politics are are um, are are a real mixed bag. Yeah, I was going to say it's left. kind of yeah, very left yeah, and right. and right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. He's like he's like a buffet of, of choices, all in one candidate. And he, well, the thing that he has that none of the other ones have is he's very aspirational. That is that thing that that Barack Obama had in 2008 that made things click. Pete Buttigieg has tried to project that, but he doesn't has not done that effectively because I think in the way that he has handled religion has been negative because he pits different denominations against each other. Christians don't like that at all. So, um, what is what is your thought on? We have Steve Dace coming up, who is really good on the uh, the Iowa caucus, and he's he's a uh, you know a political player that's been on the the uh, looking at this and on the inside for you know twenty years, and he said he thinks there's a chance we go to a, a brokered convention because the Bernie people he thinks will win in Iowa then in New Hampshire and in Arizona, maybe Biden wins in South Carolina, but then Bernie is really kind of on this, this role. Um, right. uh, but whether he can get enough, you know, enough delegates uh, to win, we may be entering a, a brokered convention. How likely do you think that is? So he's not 
wrong. You know, every four years, um, uh, the reporters love to throw that out and say, oh, this could happen. Actually, this is the year that it could happen. This is actually the year that could happen. And, And I see a similar scenario. I see the possibility of burning Bernie winning Iowa, New Hampshire, and Nevada. You know, people always talk about Nevada as being uh, about um, Hispanic voters. It's not about Hispanic voters. It's about union voters. Yes. Uh, People always miss that. And these are the to the left unions. These aren't the sort of energy unions that you find out here in western Pennsylvania or Ohio or Colorado or Texas. And so uh, I think there's – I could see a scenario – where Biden or where, where Bernie wins Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada, and the the race goes to South Carolina, Biden will still win South Carolina, but not at all as strong as as people anticipated. And I can see Lou, Bloomberg saying, "You know what? It's time for me to step in. I can do this." And that's when everything just sort of blows up. Uh, the, the Democratic establishment and the media do not want Bernie Sanders to be the nominee. They just don't. He's not been part of their team. He doesn't listen in the way that other candidates, they would anticipate other candidates or nominees to listen. And he's not part of the club. And, uh, and isn't and so that, going to do it <laughs> isn't that a reason for those on the left to vote for him even more? Doesn't that make their case stronger? Oh, Every, exactly. Right. I mean, You're, they learn nothing from 2016. Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. You know, it's the establishment class, the chattering class, the yeah. Democrats and the media sort of conglomerate that. That sort of have been the ones that have not understood 2016, not just because of Trump, but also because of Bernie. And I always think it's sort of fascinating, even among establishment Republicans, that none of these um, political parties have said, oh, dear God. They picked him. Maybe we we must have been really bad. Let's be reflective about that. Yeah. No, no they don't no. do that. Let's just make fun of those people. They're dumb. Yeah. So um, if Bernie does take off, doesn't that I mean, because Bernie is the closest thing to Donald Trump that that side has. I mean, I just saw him on TV just a few minutes ago on one of the news channels. And I'm like, look at him. There's no way this guy could win. Just look at him. He's 78 years old. He looks angry. He's kind of mean. Um, He's just not a politician. Um, in in the traditional sense, and then I thought that's exactly what people said, and I said to, to about Donald Trump, and look where he is now. Yeah, I think that what people what, what people within the establishment um, and and or or not part of the movement don't understand about populism is that uh, populism today is the more uh, uh, um, skepticism about all things big. That includes government, that includes politics, that includes media, that includes entertainment. They haven't sort of under, have grasped and or understood uh, what they have done, how they have failed over these past 30 years, and they have created what has happened within both parties. Also, um, technology really, really um, has added to that because in our daily lives, think about this. We have removed the curators from our lives. What do I mean by that? Think about Sears. When we used to shop, Sears picked everything. 
If you wanted to buy an appliance, it was Kenmore. If you wanted to buy tolls, it was Craftsman. We let some dude in Sears Tower decide what to do. Well, why why didn't anybody think that politics wasn't going to fall in the same way? Right. Now the biggest department store in this country is Amazon. We have blown up. Technology has essentially blown up these large political parties. They're still going to exist, but they don't have the power in, that they used to have. Selena, let me switch topics and sides um, quickly because I've only got about a minute and a half. Uh, the ramifications of impeachment, how is this going to play out? It's not going to impact anything at all. If anything, a story just now out of Wisconsin if anything, it has made people more less likely to vote Democrat because they see this as a political maneuver and more likely to at least consider Trump or not show up to vote at all. Wow. And that is a problem for the for the Democratic Party. And they don't understand it and they don't realize it. And every time I write this a story like this and do this reporting, they make fun of it. But they're missing it again, as they missed it in 2016. Do you believe that uh, the Sanders people, the, the real radicals that are in his, his followers, that there could be trouble in uh, Wisconsin this summer if they don't give it to him? Oh, yeah. I, th- I mean, I think there's going to be some sort of prob- you know, problems. How extreme those problems get um, just depends on who gets attracted to them. Right. Uh, but, you know, it, there is certainly a lot of p- potent p- potential for that to become a problem. All right. Selena, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again um, if you're available. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get some analysis from you again tomorrow. Thank you so much. Selena Zito. That awesome. uh, you can uh, follow her on Twitter at Selena Zito, Z-I-T-O. Um, our sponsor, Relief Factor. I have to tell you, uh, my whole life has changed. I feel better than I have felt in maybe 10 years. And a big part of that is relief factor. Relief factor gets rid of the inflammation in your body. And quite honestly, I didn't think that it would work. I mean, it's, you know, come on. It's all natural. Uh, Can you handle ibuprofen 800? Uh, Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, I hate that when doctors say, I'm going to bring out the big stuff. Really? If you say, if that follows with ibuprofen or 800, I walk. Anyway, I didn't think it would work. This reduces the inflammation. It's all natural. I am still two years later, still taking it three times a day. I take it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and it really has made an impact. Get your life back. Get out of pain. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Try their quick start. Works for 70% of the people who try it. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, program. Congratulations to the uh, Chiefs last night in the Super Bowl. It was actually a very exciting game. I watch it usually for the commercials because the games are so boring. That was a great, (laughs) great game. Just a great game. Yeah, it was. And Um, it's nice to see the Chiefs win. 
Yeah, um, and there and was Andy a Reed. there were a few there were a few good ads last night. I, I I didn't think it was a great year for it. No, it hadn't been a great year for a while. Not for a long time. Yeah. Maybe twenty years. Yeah, uh, or twenty five. What do you what do you, what what like what stuck out to you? Well, I liked I liked the Reese's ad, uh, but I I also liked. Uh, do we have the Amazon ad um, with uh, oh. Ellen DeGeneres? Yeah, I saw yeah. the end of this. That's pretty good. Okay, let's let's go play ahead. that. Baby, coming. Alexa, turn down the thermostat. Okay, turning down thermostat. Ready. Huh. Here we go. What do you think people did before Alexa? <laughs> Alexa, turn the temperature down two degrees. Yeah, she takes a log out of the fire and <laughs> throws it out the window. <laughs> Alexa, tell me a joke. Jokes. Um, Jester. God, you think I know lies? Look at me. <laughs> Next. News. Get your news here. Alex, what's today's news? Doesn't matter. It's all fake. Al, play that song. Wagon train. Playing a jug. Next song. Alexei, tell me something interesting. Okay. The earth is flat. And a witch stole his pants. <laughs> oh. Aleximus, send this message to Prince Constantine. And a little purge. This one's fun. Gets eaten by a hog, which also gets eaten by a dragon. Oh. Alicia, remind me to delete those tapes. Yes, Mr. President. <laughs> she doesn't do it. I delete. Yeah, I don't know what people did before Alexa. Yeah. Good Alexa, stuff. play my favorite song. Love the fact that... Uh, I love the fact that uh, All right, New Year deserves a new pair of Tecovis boots. Start strong with that feeling of confidence and comfort that only comes with a real high-quality pair of Western boots. Even if you've never worn cowboy boots before, Tecovis has the perfect pair for you. Tecovis boots, they're made to honor the cowboy in all of us. And I don't care where you live, there is a part of you that's cowboy, honorable in your daily dealings, authentic in the way we live, committed to the ideals that built the greatness that is America. And every pair is handmade with high-quality, full-grain leathers by world-class bootmakers with no shortcuts or compromises ever. The styles are classic and handsome up any room they're in, and when you wear your Tecovis, I mean, you shouldn't kick down any doors, but it's good to know that you probably could. Tecovis, they haven't forgotten about middle America. Instead, they cut out the middleman, so you pay a fair price. Plus, free shipping and exchanges makes it simple. So find your pair at tecovis.com slash Beck. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western goods for new frontiers. See, if he would do this, this is more like Ronald Reagan in some ways. Um, updated Ronald Reagan. Uh, Ronald Reagan would not have, you know, made fun of your being short, but this was a charming way of doing it. I just think little. Mm-hmm. I just think little, and he wants a box. But it's Why okay. It's okay. Box? You can be short. Yeah, That's fine. I, it's just, nothing wrong with that. It didn't seem mean. No, it didn't. You know, Michael Bloomberg thought it was mean. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he came back at him, calling him fat. You know, obese. Forty-five seconds. Uh, I mean, that's a pathological crazy. liar. Uh. Yeah, he's. I, I don't think he's a Trump fan. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think the two are going to be sending did each other s- Christmas cards. Did you see that Hillary Clinton spent less on her entire political campaign than he has spent since November? Already, already. 
the entire. Wow. He has spent $20 million well, more than Hillary did on the entire campaign. That's amazing. Yeah. He's wow. up to $248 million. Jeez. I mean, think of that. Wow. Think of that. Quarter of a billion dollars, and he's really not even in it yet. Right. We have this hour, Ted Cruz talking about it's Warren's fault that there were no witnesses. It's Warren's fault. She wanted to play uh, fast and loose, and she wanted to play a political game, and she turned two Republicans off that were ready to vote the other way, and they thought, nope, these people aren't serious about anything. That's coming up. Also, the Super Bowl. Jeb Bush said it was the best halftime show ever. And I'm sure if he wasn't wearing pants and he was alone, maybe it might have been for him. I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. not exactly my cup of tea with the family. But anyway, and Steve Dace, because Iowa. Steve comes up in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Interest rates are close to a three-year low right now, and that means if you have a mortgage that is three years or older, it's time to take a hard look at all of the data and see if there's a refi in your history that you know should, ha- should happen right now. Nobody is better to help you than the people who work for you at American Financing. It's a family-owned business, dedicated mortgage consultants. They're not in it for the bank. They're in it for you. Uh, and in the course of a 10-minute phone call, 10 minutes, they're going to be able to help you determine whether a refi is the right move. And not only that, they can help you with an initial loan as well. So maybe you're looking to buy that house. You're not sure if you're going to be able to afford the mortgage rate. American Financing can help you. Never any pressure. Uh, they only offer solutions if they make sense to you. And their solutions sometimes, as it's happened to many of my friends, They've said, oh, wait a minute. No, there's a better loan. We don't offer it. Go there. It is really Macy's, Macy's versus Kimball's. And if we don't have it, we want to do right by the customer. Only one company that I know of does this, and it's American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Mr. Steve Dace, who is heard on uh, this network right after this program, a part of the Blaze TV uh, and uh, radio network. Steve lives in Iowa, does a show from Iowa, and has been part of the caucus scene for at least 20 years and uh, and really knows it inside and out and can tell us what do you think is going to happen tonight? Well, yesterday, a good friend of mine who's doing some advanced work for Trump's reelect was canvassing the eastern third of the state Glenn, because that's the most Democratic state or part of the state. And I was divided into thirds. The most eastern parts, the most Democratic. The most western part is the most Republican. And then the middle part where I live is probably the most ideological. Um, and it's 50-50. And so he wanted to go where there's going to be the highest Democratic turnout in the state. 
And listening to him and tell me what he saw over the weekend, I mean, he said Bernie Sanders is the only candidate right now whose events are an event. And he has little doubt that Bernie's going to win, and I agree with him. But it's really fluid after that. And and anybody who tells you they think they know for sure uh, either has a magic eight ball or they watched the Super Bowl halftime show with Jeb Bush last night. So I, it's really, really fluid after that. So Bernie Sanders is going to win, you say, in Iowa tonight. Um, mm-hmm. And does does anything change uh, if the the caucus? Because most people don't understand the what a caucus is like. You're going into a gym, and you know everybody's making a case, and they're they're swapping and bartering and saying, "Hey, you know your candidate's not going to you know place in the top three, but if our two candidates get together, then we can place our candidate you know at number one and." You know, we're ideologically lined up. So it's horse trading. Exactly. Because there is, because it is so fluid, is there a chance that somebody is everybody's number two and that person beats Sanders? I would have said yes until the stunt Elizabeth Warren. She's having a, a listen to what you were just saying about Ted uh, and his thoughts on impeachment. She's having a bad political instinct month. All right. I, I would have said yes a few weeks ago. I think she was pretty much everybody's second choice, which is really where you want to be in the environment you're describing. Correct. But uh, but but what her and CNN tried to pull on Bernie with the live hot mic after the debate, really, I think it calcified her support, which on one end is good. But I think it limited her ability to, to grow beyond that. I think she kind of got rid of a lot of the, the, the era of good feelings around her as a candidate and was kind of just seen as kind of doing her own thing. Uh, and I think that hurt her. And, and so I think what you've got to watch tonight, it, we've got this 15 percent threshold that Democrats demand their candidates meet to, to get a, a to show up on the final ballot. If Andrew Yang and Amy Klobuchar and Tulsi Gabbard definitely won't get 15 percent. I don't think Yang will. Klobuchar could be right around there. I think Warren could be maybe just a little above that. What happens when the horse trading begins with those candidates? And that's why I think it's going to be so fluid is if Andrew Yang, where, where do Andrew Yang's people go? Uh, do they go to a Pete Buttigieg? Do they go to a, a, a Joe Biden? I can't really see them going in mass to a, a Bernie Sanders from a temperament standpoint. Those two guys couldn't be any different. So I, I think that's what makes this very fluid. And here's the other thing to watch from a Joe Biden perspective. You can't finish fourth or fifth. If you if you lead the national polls for a year and the first time there's a vote, you finish fourth or fifth, you're toast. And his people are going to say, well, John McCain finished fourth in the Iowa caucuses. OK, you're right. And then he got his arse licked in the general election. So I'm not sure that's the precedent that you're going for here. So I think there's a, there's certain cosmetics involved where that is concerned as well that definitely bear watching tonight. And then a trend that your audience needs to know. In the, in the Democratic Party, no one that didn't win a contested Iowa caucus since 1988 has been their nominee. Hasn't happened since 1988. Dick, Dick Gephardt won a close victory over Michael Dukakis. That's the last time someone that was the Democratic nominee didn't win Iowa. And if you look to where Bernie's polling in New Hampshire here in a few days, a week from tomorrow, anybody in either party that has won both Iowa and New Hampshire has been the nominee every single time. I don't know if those norms stand anymore, though. I mean, I, I see the sense in it because it just gives momentum. 
Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just don't know. I, I look at Bernie uh, today as the closest thing to Donald Trump that the Democrats have. He is just a total disruptor. Mm-hmm. And many Democrats are looking for that. I mean, look, Bernie Sanders said the establishment, the Republican and Democratic establishment are the real target here, the real enemy. Well, that kind of sounds like Donald Trump. I mean, agreed. Yeah, he's and and I, I disagree that norms have been violated. I think that's one of the great misunderstandings of the Trump era is that all these norms have changed. I think the cake is all still baked the same. Largely, people are still going for the same coalitions. You see Trump now actively making not just a passive, let me give a speech, but actively making a play for black voters like we really haven't seen Republicans do in decades. Mm -hmm. Now, that that would be a norm change if he could get 12 to 15 percent of the black vote, for example. But if you look at everything else, it's all stayed the same. The cake is still made the same. The frosting is just zanier. All right. So all the same ingredients that went into the cake before are still making the cakes now. It's but I, the frosting we have on it is just zanier than it used to be. But what I think is changing is there is more there are more and more people that are saying, I want a different cake. I don't want cake. I want pie. Um, I, and I that is that. I don't know where that is in the cycle, but it was uh, it's in the cycle of Donald Trump and people um would still like to see more of the establishment clobbered by Donald Trump and not just the left establishment, but the right establishment. There is that hunger and that's different. Yep. I, I do agree now. And that's where you're seeing disruptor candidates. Uh, I think, I think Ron Paul was maybe an initial foray into this back in 2016. Um, And then I think what you're seeing it now is in spades with Donald Trump and, and, and Bernie Sanders, because people are looking for vehicles that give them a voice outside of the traditional two-party system. There's an immense amount of frustration with that system that it doesn't really serve needs. It, uh, it, it, it's essentially a status quo, uh, establishmentarian, monolithic process that doesn't look out for the values of the average everyday American. And that's why, if, you know, I, I think if the economy is doing well, then Trump could, if, if Bernie is the nominee, he could get Jeremy Corbyn. But if the economy slumps next year, I would not just sit there and say there's no way he's too far left. They'll never vote for him. We said the same thing about Bill Clinton in 1992. Oh, yeah. More and more people said that about Barack Obama in 2008. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll never vote for Jeremiah Wright's disciple. We'll never vote for a draft dodger like Clinton. If the economy goes south, people get desperate. And that and the messaging, yes. uh, you know, the Bolshevik versus Menshevik me- messaging that Bernie is tapping into that he's a long lifelong believer in actually gains an audience in times like that. I agree. I agree. Um, the coronavirus can could put us into that state. Yes and no. I mean, I think it depends on the uh, that's a double edged sword to what it does to the Chinese economy. And this has always been the no, no, no. I mean, if it, they're saying today they've come out and said it looks like it is going to be a pandemic, um, and that's the first time they've said that. Um, and it well, is. They, but the, here's the thing: the World Health Organization issued a warning about China over the weekend, but then yeah. didn't think it was worth barring travel there at the exact same time. It was a very convoluted yes. warning. I mean, if, if you if you think it's a, worthy of a warning, then why wouldn't you bar travel there? That doesn't make any sense. And the only thing I can think of is 
because economically what China means in the global economy, they're trying to figure out is there what's the what's the what's a narrow path to carve here with the with with realistically what it could mean on, on a health scale to them. But then economically, what they what it means for the rest of the global economy because of their standing. And I think that could be a unique challenge for our own economy next year. And, it, and it's the trade. It's why a trade war with them was always a double edged sword. Because on one hand, they're one of the landlords around here. And on the other hand, they're screwing us at the exact same time. And so managing that was always going to be difficult. So, Steve, do you see um, the democratic socialism? Do you think that this is led by the party? Or do you think the average Democrats willing to accept a democratic socialist? I think there is no democratic establishment anymore, Len. And I think that you know, we love in conservative media the talking point the last few years about the RNC outraises the DNC, and that's just a complete fallacy, and here's why. What happened after 2016 when, uh, when you know, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz had her thumb on the scale for Hillary Clinton, mm. their base defunded voluntarily their party. Look at the amount of money their candidates raise individually. Amy Klobuchar has, has not had a poll showing her higher than fourth in Iowa, and she ran more ads in our state this year because of the money she raised. She ran more ads. She had more money than Marco Rubio had to get on television. Their candidates individually raise a huge amount of money. And so what that tells you is they just bypass the Democratic establishment. And they're, they're just going to do this independently. And I think that's why you're not seeing uh, troves of Democrat leaders and senior statesmen come out and trash Bernie Sanders because I think they're concerned that when the music stops playing, they're going to be left without a seat to sit in, that this may be the new establishment. It, it, it may have nicer packaging in the future than what Bernie Sanders with a shake fist, you know, with his Nikita Khrushchev impression. Uh, it may be nicer and softer, but this may be essentially where their party is going. And I think that's why you haven't seen them go all out to put a roadblock and try and stop him, because I think they're afraid they might get run over by the exact same movement. And then what happens to all those Democrats? Are there is there a big number that won't go with democratic socialism? I think there is a number. How big of that number is, I think, comes down to what the economy is doing next year. Mm-hmm. And if anybody at the White House, and I've got some friends there too like you do, if anybody at the White House is listening to this, I'm just telling you, on the cultural issues that Trump space cares the most about and that he is the best that's where he that's his wheelhouse are those kinds of issues. Black and brown voters are far friendlier to Trump's messaging on those yes. on those issues than the white exurbanites and suburbanites that, you know, people like me live next to. They're the ones they're the ones flooding the zone for Pete Buttigieg right now. They're the ones that go to the first church of virtue signaling. So I would absolutely encourage the White House's reelect team to keep going down the road. It's going with black and brown voters. But I would actually message them more on these cultural issues and to show that 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 the Democratic Party is outside the mainstream of where all of you people go to church all over America. You've got more culturally in common with them than you probably do the average person that caucus for Mitt Romney here in Iowa. For and, and I think that um, I think that ad the first ad for Donald Trump with uh, judicial reform. I thought that was one of the most effective ads I've ever seen. Uh, from the Republican Party to reach out to a new group of, of possible constituents. Yeah, I agree with you on that from a messaging standpoint. You know, I've got a, 
private little text change. That's uh, that's uh, that's uh, we keep it, uh, you know, anonymous with some good friends of mine that are in politics, some in office, some work for candidates. And there's a lot of conservatives that are very, um, I would say, uh, mercurial where that first step legislation is concerned. But but I but one of the things I said in our text chain about this last night, we are not the intended audience for that ad. The intended audience for that ad, ab- absolutely, and they don't watch MSNBC and CNN, but yep. they were all watching the Super Bowl, yep. and they got that yep. message. Absolutely, they yep. did. Very good. Uh, Steve, thank you so much. We'll probably talk to you tomorrow if you have time uh, to get the rundown of what actually did happen at the caucus. Are you are you attending and watching? Uh I if if I walk in, Glenn, so it's Flavor Flav's going to call nine one one. Okay. So okay. I, I all right, I'm all right, have all to right. watch from afar. Brother. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it, Steve okay. Dace. Take care. Uh, he will be on in about uh, thirty nine minutes on this network. You can listen to him on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Make sure you get your uh, subscription. All right. When you're the police, one of the things you have to learn to have is good intuition about whether it's a burglary or not one. Every time a burglar alarm goes off, and there's a lot of them that just go off, but most times it's just a false alarm, you know, the motion sensor went off for God knows what reason. And as a result, the police respond, but they respond slowly because it's usually just something that's a false alarm. With Simply Safe, they've solved this. They use real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of what actually is going on. That means the police dispatch up to 350 times faster on average than for a normal burglar alarm. Simply Safe, smart, sleek technology, going to cost you about 50 cents a day to make sure it's monitored for 24 7 coverage by live security professionals. It's also the system that protects your home from fires, water damage, carbon monoxide poisoning. Don't look any further than Simply Safe. You can install it yourself or they'll send people out to do it, but really, I've installed it. It's not a big deal. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Simplysafebeck.com. You get a free security camera, normally $100. You're going to get it today free at simplysafebeck.com. We pause for 10 seconds, station ID. I look up at TV and they're still doing the impeachment thing. What? Why are they talking on the floor of the Senate more about the impeachment? I thought, I mean, nobody's paying attention today. Nobody is paying attention to that. No, because they're not doing witnesses. So, right. And they're having the vote to acquit tomorrow. Yeah. No, Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Wednesday. It's only, it's only Monday. Uh, which, wow, I'm jumping a little ahead of my head. I'm kind of disappointed. I, I was hoping that it was going to happen today. And then Donald Trump would give his State of the Union uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's got to not do what Elizabeth Warren did. And, you know, do we have that audio from uh, uh, Ted Cruz? Here's Ted Cruz explaining why the Democrats didn't get any witnesses. Listen. Now, Michael, I'm going to tell you something surprising. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren helped defeat the impeachment of the president of the United States. How do you mean? That little stunt she pulled was a campaign stunt. Uh That was a fundraising stunt. That was designed to thrill the left-wing activists in the Iowa caucuses. (laughs) There ain't nothing else going on than that. But I'll tell you what, that stunt helped deliver the votes of Lisa and Lamar. It did. Because it Hmm. made clear this is a political game, and if John Roberts 
doesn't vote the way Elizabeth Warren wants, she's mm-hmm. going to call him a political hack and throw him into politics. And it suddenly raised the price of their voting and making it 50-50 because you don't want to see the court thrown into that political swamp. Okay, here's the stunt. This is the question from her to John Roberts. Listen. question from Senator Warren is for the House managers. At a time when large majorities of Americans have lost faith in government, does the fact that the Chief Justice is presiding over an impeachment trial in which Republican senators have thus far refused to allow witnesses or evidence contribute to the loss of legitimacy of the Chief Justice, the Supreme Court, and the Constitution. John Roberts was not pleased. He, uh, he was glaring at her after that question. <laughs> I don't think he was... He did not want to... Like, like Ted Cruz said, he didn't want to be lumped into a political battle like no. that. And, and it brings into question... Just that question um, is all political in nature, yep. shows that showed these two Republicans that were going to vote with the Democrats uh, that sh- they, they don't care. They'll burn the whole thing to the ground. They mm-hmm. don't care. Now mm-hmm. they'll take on the Supreme Court. They're not reasonable people. Um, and as Ted said, it really, really upset Two of the the moderate Republicans, if you can call them that, the squishy ones that were were willing to vote with the Democrats, and when she asked that question, they were they were like, "This it. is this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is ridiculous." Now, now this isn't legitimate because the Supreme Court justice is sitting there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you going to do constitutionally? What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, congratulations, Warren. And that goes back to why the Iowa caucus is probably going to turn out the way it is with her. She is, as Steve said, having a politically horrible uh, political in, in, uh, intuition month. I mean, she, all of her mm-hmm. political instincts are all wrong this She's month. just not a likable person. No. I think people are realizing <laughs> no, that. No, I think so. Program. So people who don't live with mild to severe frequent pain don't understand the extent to which it can absolutely rule your whole life. Somebody snaps at you. The first thought you should have is, well, are they a political candidate? If they're not a political candidate, are they in pain? Because pain just, it changes everything. And then if it just goes on and on, you can get feelings of depression and hopelessness and despair Nothing good. Get out of pain. If you're in constant or even frequent pain, the, the, the next person this helps is probably going to be you. It's called Relief Factor. Try the three-week quick start, the trial pack. It's nineteen ninety-five. 70% of the people who try it continue to order more. I got my life back. So many friends of mine who have taken this got their life back. Works for 70% of the people. Just try it. Drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. Want to hear more from conservative voices? Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn for $10 off.
Oh, man. <laughs> that big dummy, Donald Trump, did it again. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, he uh, congratulated Kansas on their big win. And... Kansas City's mostly in Missouri. That's where the football stadium is. Gotcha! Idiot! Moron! <laughs> they didn't care oh, no. when Obama screwed up. Uh, when he was talking about sports, what like like when he like when he said this, it would be incomplete mm-hmm. if I did not congratulate the city of Miami for having the world champion Miami Heat's <laughs> world champion Miami Heat's. Nobody who knows sports would ever call it, and nobody cared. Nobody nobody talked about it. what an idiot he called them the Miami Heat's. They're just the Miami Heat. <laughs> Or when he was talking about his his favorite ballpark. But I do think that there's a different quality to what used to be Kaminsky Field. Well, yeah, I, you know, there was a different quality. It's never been named Kaminsky Field. It's Kaminsky Park. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, thank you for that. Anyway, but, uh, I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad that uh, the 49ers have to go back to Candle Shoe Park and... Uh, <laughs> But see, from you, that would be okay. Right, you don't right. pretend to be a sports right. expert. And they made him into a great oh, yeah. sports. He was practically a yeah. professional athlete himself. Right. And who cares? He, who cares about any of this? It's yeah. so yeah, it's so it, ridiculous. So yeah. ridiculous. It's just what what Trump has to put up with is uh, unbelievable. I unbelievable. Uh, I think it's I think it's great that the uh, Cleveland Indians. Uh, we're celebrating as well last night, kind of in solidarity, uh, you know. <laughs> to the Kansas City the Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. tribal yeah, pride. The, yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I I'm right. sure one of their yeah. – I'm sure their chief was one of the chiefs that were down there uh, in sure. the Miami Heats. Yeah. So uh, we got that going for us. Uh, you know, last night uh, – by the way, I am wearing J-Lo's uh, outfit right now, and – Very sexy. It's going to take me about an hour just to – pick it out of my butt it is so lodged in there and um man it uh-huh. it looked like a good idea when she was wearing it you know what i mean did, did it, it? <laughs> <laughs> no it really didn't no really didn't no it really didn't i mean do you think they they had to have they knew the crotch cam right they knew oh absolutely that was a crotch I, cam. I think so they had to have i think so i've never seen that on tv before no no, I mean, I mean, wow! They zoomed right up in there. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> was, they did. Like, whoa! Yeah, uh, I performed a pap smear. <laughs> uh, the results aren't back yet, but uh, I'll let J Lo know. That would uh, be good when it yeah. comes back. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was, and Jeb Bush, he loved it. I mean, you watch it with it's your the greatest halftime of all time. Uh, Come on! No, no. Uh, to me, that's just pandering. That's just pandering. I think I remember when the Super Bowl still had a marching band. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, because it wasn't that long ago. Right. Uh, in the 80s. They still they still did marching bands. Did they really? Yeah. Yeah. I think we should go back to marching bands. <laughs> Last night's any indication of where yeah. they're going? I mean, Yeah, I'd rather do the USC marching band. Right. I mean, there's yes. nothing cool you can do. There's nothing cool you can do except just... Be a strip club? Yeah, that, I with with pole dancing and everything. I mean, it was wow. And then she brought her daughter on, uh huh. Which I thought was our daughter can sing a little bit though, right? 
Wasn't that the one that was singing by her? I don't know. I never saw her. I was looking <laughs> at the crotch. No, cam. I turned. I actually turned it. My son and his oh, friends man. begged us, please, this is uncomfortable. Please, can we change the channel? <laughs> uncomfortable because there were adults in the room? I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. what 15-year-old boy? Well, yeah, no, well, I will tell you this. All of the boys went, she's 50. <laughs> Ick. <laughs> she's 50. <laughs> And she is 50. She is 50. And she's, you know, she looks good for 50. But she does. But I don't want to see that at no, 50. I don't want to see, see that much. No, I don't. No. I don't. I don't. I don't I really know how don't. old Shakira is, but she's getting up there too, She's right? 40. She's like 40, 40 or 40, 43. 43? 43. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So we got that going for us. Yes. Uh, there were a couple of uh, ads. One that didn't play, uh, I'd like to get to. Uh, this is the PETA ad. Now, I'm going to have to describe it to you uh, because there are no words, but I'm going to describe it to you. Uh, NFL rejected this one. It's a bee buzzing and taking a knee on the flower. <laughs> and now there's the bear in the woods taking a knee by the stream. Hmm. And the fish. They don't even have knees, but they're taking a knee. Okay. And here's the the fox and the wolf and the snake and the spider and the mouse and the dog. Many all, of which don't have knees either, but they all took a knee. sitting down weird like he's dragging his butt like dogs do. The pig and the pigsty taking a knee. And here comes a little kitty cat next to a little girl. Who's already taken a knee. She's taken a knee and now, oh, it's the bunny. It's not even, it's a bunny. Oh, and now here's the big American eagle looking mean. No. Oh, taking a knee. He's taking a knee. Wow. Respect is the right of every living being. End speciesism. <laughs> oh, my gosh. May I ask End you? speciesism? Uh, Come wow. on. Wow. Yeah. So um, here's what I would like to do. I'd like to put this out to the audience. Uh, if anyone is an animator, I would like you to make part two. And... And the eagle is not actually taking a knee. It's about to swoop down and grab the bunny and then feast on it before it flies away again, leaving the bunny half eaten, takes the trout out of the stream. Which is what an eagle would do. Right. Eats that Mm -hmm. and then also goes for all the little rodents that are around that were taking a knee. And then at the very end, as it comes back and looks at the poor girl because she's a PETA lover, animal lover, she's like, bad bird, bad bird eating these animals. And that's when I want the eagle to swoop down and start to attack her. Don't get to, well, he's got to get to at least her hair. But then an Mm -hmm. NRA hunter comes out and shoots the eagle, which is illegal. Mm -hmm. It's a federal crime. But self-defense. To save the little girl. Save the little girl. That's yeah. how I would like part two of that PETA commercial to go. <laughs> Taking a knee. And did you Pathetic. notice Did you notice how the NFL did everything they could oh, yeah. to be red, white, and blue? Yeah. yeah until, until, again, J-Lo came out, and the red, white, and blue was for Puerto Rico, which I don't have a problem with, but it was yeah. for Puerto Rico. 
What I had a problem with was the children in the cages. Which was supposed to represent the children in the cages at the border, apparently. Which nobody cared mm-hmm. about when Obama first put them in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yeah. I can't. I just can't take the wokeness anymore. I really, I really can't. I, I watched the, mm-hmm. you know, what was it? The secret commercial? I get it. Women can do stuff. I get it. Just do stuff. No, they're better. Everything they do is better than what men do. Everything. They can do it better than men. Yes. Everything. Yes. So if you play football, you do it better than men. Basketball, better than men. Pee standing up. It's better better than than men. men. You can can, uh, produce sperm better than men. Well, <laughs> that's what we're being told. It is. Or at least the same as men. It is. And you know what's crazy is <sighs> I've always wondered, how did Hitler get people to buy into all this stuff? And his response always was, the bigger the lie. The bigger yeah. the lie. Yeah. They started with the biggest of all lies. Can there be a bigger lie? Then than... men can have periods and yeah. get pregnant, mm-hmm. and men are useless, and women are all powerful and can do everything that a man can do just better. No, there are some things that women can do, generally speaking, much better than a man. And there are some things that a man blows them out of the water, and that's one of them, blows them out of the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comparison, it's just the way it is. But yes. we are being told: think of the lies you're willing to say, think of the lies that you have said or tolerated, and you're like, "Oh no, yeah, Caitlyn Jenner, she's beautiful. Oh, she's one of the most beautiful women in the world." Yeah, yeah. And if you didn't go, and, and you have to say guys, that about every yeah transgender, and, and person. if you don't, and if if you <clears throat> didn't go, guys, what the hell's wrong with you? It's a dude, okay? The quote asked Austin Powers, it's a man, man. What are you doing? What are you doing? If you didn't do that, you're part of the lie. Yeah. We're doing it. We've done it. Well, I've never said Caitlyn Jenner was beautiful. I have sarcastically. (laughs) Have you? Yes. Yes, I've decided that all trans women are beautiful because we have to believe that. We have to believe that. So every time we see a trans woman, she is... Every time, every time we tell these lies, knowingly, we infect ourselves and Mm -hmm. we weaken our system to stop little lies. They've gotten you to say, oh, no, men can have babies. (laughs) No. No. No, they can't. No. No, 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 they can't. They're having babies. They're not men. And there's something wrong. Jeez, I just went into the urinal and a baby popped out. Uh, A, that explains the screaming, uh, but don't think so. All right, 1-800-Flowers. Getting her the perfect bouquet for Valentine's Day can be hard, especially roses. You get roses, and sometimes, you know, you can get them at the local gas station on your way home. But they're going to smell like a burrito and look like they were arranged by a hurricane. Um, if you want to impress her, you need to go to 1-800-Flowers.com. 1-800-Flowers is some of the biggest and brightest roses, prices that are really good, especially right now. If you order early, you can get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for twenty nine ninety nine, or you can double it to the 36-stem bouquet for $20 more. 
This expires on Wednesday. The prices are already starting to go up in anticipation of Valentine's Day. Order now. 1-800-Flowers. 1-800-Flowers. Picked at their peak. Shipped overnight. Order the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $29.99. Double the roses for $20 more. Tell them you want them delivered on Valentine's Day, and they are there. 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the radio icon and enter the promo code BECK. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. Click on the icon. Enter the promo code BECK. Order today. 1-800-Flowers.com. Promo code BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You know, that PETA commercial is really kind of coming home to me, and I apologize for the flower commercial I just did. I mean, how specious of me. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Is it, it's life, right? It's, it's a, life. It's a it's Should a it matter that it's a plant? No. 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 Like, would you cut the legs off of people? And Well, yes. I mean, yeah, you would? I have, okay. yeah. I've Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I'll want to do something special for Tanya, so I just, uh-huh. I just cut the legs off of children, and then I <laughs> put them in a bucket. You know, oh, man. and then I fill that bucket with blood and then a little bit of sugar. Oh, okay. and to if make you them do last it, if, yeah, they last, they uh-huh. can last up to 10, 12 days before they start to die out. <laughs> you know, they get a little droopy. See, what's the difference? I what's mean, the really? difference? I mean, what's the difference? To, to PETA, there isn't a difference. There isn't a difference. And to all people, mm. no, there is no difference between cutting a bunch of flowers you know i will tell you this if you are mm-hmm. going to do this with the children and you cut their legs off don't do it so you have to be really careful because some people they'll do it they'll cut the legs off and then they'll just leave them in a refrigerator until you call oh and yeah. so they all those kids only last like two days or so well that's not worth it but then. these are cut uh-huh. fresh. fresh when okay. you call <laughs> they cut the legs off these children and ship them directly to you so they can last 10, 12 days. It's great. It's just great. It's great. PETA, thank you for that new understanding because there is yeah. no difference. Yeah. No. You know, Whether life, it's animals or plants, plants or humans, anything. it's all the same. It's all the same. Life is life. Life is life. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. By the way, um, did you see that the Democrats are very <laughs> upset at the Super Bowl ad by Donald Trump uh, where he's talking about the cri- criminal justice system and you know, and how some politicians, uh, they just talk about it, but Donald Trump got it done. Uh, and there was no fanfare. There was nothing. I bet that commercial surprised a lot of people who oh, don't watch the news. Yeah. And they're like, what? What's that? Mm-hmm. And they are, it, it was about Alice Johnson. That was the one that Kim Kardashian and Donald Trump released. She had a life sentence for, I think, marijuana. Um, and, you know, she... It was a nonviolent crime. Nonviolent crime. And she had a life sentence, never expected to get out. She tweeted, uh, two Super Bowls ago, I was sitting in a prison cell. Today I'm a free woman, and my story was featured in a Super Bowl ad. I'll spend the rest of my life fighting for the wrongly and unjustly convicted. And the Democrats are hating it, saying all kinds of things. How dare he you? Oh, please. Yeah, you would have never used that. Oh, of course not. You wouldn't use race. You wouldn't use race. You wouldn't. No. 
prison reform? You'd never do that. And it's and I love it because it's targeting. <gasps> Glenn Beck just said targeting. It's targeting a group of constituents that need to wake up and, and are that, waking up. And that the Republicans normally don't target. Because they've they never had a because, chance. Right. But right. they do have a chance now. So many African Americans. And you know what it you know what it is? It's all the African Americans who are tired of being told what to think. Right. Or how to think. You know? Mm-hmm. Kanye, he's not he's not necessarily a, you know, a Republican. He's just tired of being told he has to be oh, a Democrat. I, I don't think he was until recently. No, I don't uh, yeah, think so either. I, I think he's had yeah. a change of heart recently. Yeah, well, I don't know about political. I'm sure politically is, mm-hmm. is part of that. Um, but, uh, you know, it, I'm tired of being told exactly what I have to think, who I have to support, what I have to support. This goes against uh, the American soul, you know, and uh, there's something wrong with it. And I, I just think that they are going to pay a huge, huge price. And especially if they do in Iowa and New Hampshire what it looks like they're going to do. I think they're going to be surprised in the end that America doesn't rally around a Sanders flag. We'll see you tomorrow from Washington, D.C. This is the Glenn Beck Program.